Hey, this is the Start Rising podcast. I'm your host, Katie Cordier. I'm a knowledge seeker, uplifter, and a dog mama. This podcast is about inspiring you to start rising, becoming the best version of you, and by doing this, lifting up those around you. Along the way, we will hear inspiring lessons, strategies, and how to be unapologetic in the pursuit of what lights you up. You can expect weekly episodes. I started this podcast because I want to remind everyone to see the light and the gift that you bring to the world and to push back on the resistance when it shows up. Nothing can stop you if you truly want it. This podcast is for people who want more out of life. I hope you learn, love, and are lifted up. I want to be on the sidelines reminding you that you can do it and you will. Lean in, friend. I'm glad you're here. Welcome into the part two of November to Now Mindset, Virtual Assistants and Crystals. So last time I didn't quite get to the virtual, assist- virtual assistant and crystals part that I was looking to chat to you about. And we'll go ahead and dive straight in. So in the spirit of I like to share with you where I'm at so that way you feel like there is someone that is walking alongside you in your path. And one of the recent things that basically has been inspired by um, going through a session by James Wedmore um, called like the Rise of the Digital CEO. It's a free training series. He has um, basically three sessions. They're like two to three hours long. And it's fantastic. So if you get the chance, definitely recommend doing that. The amount of value I took away from the free session is just unreal. And it was the catalyst for the virtual assistant piece. So in the spirit of my husband and I working together to start up our business, we basically, now we are juggling our our regular jobs. We are juggling a newborn. And we are juggling wanting to start up a business and then still have some time for each other. So basically, inspired by this series, he talks about hiring before you're ready and hiring a virtual assistant to do the tasks that you can delegate to them. And it's not to hire someone to just hand all of the responsibility over to them. It's hire them to do the lower level monetary tasks. So for example, if you've got a $10 an hour task and you've decided your time is worth $100 an hour, does editing the thing on Canva reflect the $10 an hour task or does it reflect the $100 an hour task? The mindset piece and the shift within myself specifically because I've definitely been the one driving this is yes I can do those tasks that are lower level and I don't say lower level in a bad way I'm just saying like the lower monetary skills essentially the tasks that would do you're the one driving the business your vision is bigger whereas the people you bring on to assist you in the beginning are more probably focused on those smaller tasks that the business needs, but it doesn't necessarily move. The, the Creating the new Canva graphic isn't necessarily going to grow the business. Anyway, what was I saying? So <laughs> this um, basically 
with bringing on the virtual assistant, it's a mindset shift. It's knowing that, oh my goodness, I'm responsible for paying someone. I'm responsible for managing someone and I'm responsible for making sure they have enough work to do each week. And we're starting off on the lower end of two to four dollars an hour with these basically there's a site that hires virtual assistants through the Philippines and basically it's a hub for being able to choose someone who can meet the tasks that you need and it's a great way to take the risk out of hiring someone full-time say in your in the states and it's something that it's a nice little stepping stone into the responsibility of bringing someone on. So you're not responsible for their benefits. You're not responsible for paying their tax. You're not responsible for getting their W-2s if you're in the United States. Um, basically, they're a freelance contractor for you that you communicate with and you set your parameters to how many hours a week you work and what their rate is. So for us, we're currently looking at someone for two to five hours a week and within the scope of two to four dollars an hour. So that's our kind of beginning piece. And essentially the um, the virtual assistants start their salary, their, their hourly rate starts from a dollar and goes up from there. And so it's a really nice baby step way into the space of being responsible for someone and then being like focusing and being like, holy crap, I am responsible for making sure someone else has work on their plate. So it's huge. It's for us, it's a big leap and it's hiring before we're ready. And the piece that James Wedmore talks about essentially is the reason you haven't been able to hire someone is because you've been doing all the low-level tasks yourself. Like, I'm paraphrasing here, but, but basically the reason you're not seeing the progress you want is because you're trying to do everything. And as entrepreneurs, I know you're probably just as guilty as I am as trying to do absolutely everything yourself because you want you want it done, you know you're capable of it, and you want that little bit of aspect of control too. That's something that I've definitely found as I've been setting this stuff up for this person to come on board. I've been realizing that the little voice in the back of my head, the little Katie goes, oh, I can do this. I can do this really quickly. Like, it'll just take me a minute. It'll just, it'll just take me a minute and I can do this really quickly. And then I won't have to spend all my time creating these process documents for how to do what I want them to do, I can just do it myself. And I've had to take a pause and I've had to say no. Yes, well, yes, you can do all of the things you're asking them to do because you have done them and that's how you know you need them done. And it would basically take less of a time if you were just to do these things, but it's not sustainable. So by putting the time to slow down, to speed up, is I'm slowing down, I'm writing out the process documents, I'm taking screenshots, I'm writing step one, this is what you do, this is where you will find it. I'm creating documents as far as like what the tasks are, making sure they have the information they need to do the things. Just as an example, one of the things that we're getting them to do is uh, work with print-on-demand items through a Shopify store and also creating Canva graphics to basically drive traffic using the Pinterest pins back to that Shopify store. So those things are ones that I could do very quickly, but I'm having to wrestle that inner little Katie that wants to hold on to, con to control things, to do it herself just so tightly, so, so tightly. 
So those, that's something that I've been coming up against currently. So I'm in the process of creating those documents and trialing the virtual assistant. We are going to send out an offer today and I'm going to finish writing out the process documents for the trial tasks today. So you heard me, hold me to it. And I wanted to just share that piece. So actually I might even share, let me pull up the website so I can share that with you too, in case you are interested in doing something. It's virtualstaff.ph and that's out of the Philippines. Um, Basically like it's a hub of people who are virtual assistants and you sign up to be an employer, you write your job description and you post it. And we've had 176 or something like that applicants that you then filter through and you work through it to see who might be the best fit for you. And even writing the job description, I didn't want to take too much time with it, just knowing kind of like, all right, what are the what are the top things that I want them to do? Okay, I want them to be able to edit Canva graphics. I want them to be able to um, have some experience with print on demand and be able to work in Excel because that's essentially the document that will be central updating across Trevor, my husband, myself, and the virtual assistant. So we can be on one page and they'll have the information that they need. But it's a it's a learning curve like anything else. It's a little bit of a scary learning curve, but it's a tiny little step forward. It's a tiny little step, not a giant ladder that you're trying to run and grab. It takes the pressure off a little bit, but it also puts the pressure on you as the entrepreneur in your business to make sure they have stuff to do. So if that's something of interest, that's definitely an item you might want to trial. I'll keep on reporting back as to letting you know how things are going, um, where my mindset's at, and yeah. So that's some new growth pieces that we are moving towards, knowing we only have a smaller number of window to be able to give time to our son, give time to the business, and give time to our regular jobs as well. So that's that piece. And then the crystal piece. So I am someone who loves crystals. I believe in the energy of them. I believe in the different properties and things like that. Right from a very young age, I remember going to crystal shops with my nan, my mum's mum, and my mum. And because I was younger, you, anyone who's been around the crystal space knows, um, in order to choose the crystal, you have to be able to touch the crystal, hold it and feel if you like it. How does it feel in your hand? Um, those kind of pieces. But I remember being so it was being young and was consistently told, no, don't touch that because as a young child, you don't want to touch the crystals. And then because you're young, break the crystals and then your parents have to pay for that. Um, so being able to go into the crystal shop now as an adult and actually hold and touch things really carefully, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It kind of feels like that, um, I don't know, that adult, adult piece is there. And it's become particularly important to me as of late with having my crystals like I have some crystals along like my windowsill where my desk is. Um, I always have like some type of crystal jewelry on, so like bracelets or a little stud in my ears or something like that. But it's become really important to me as of late since last year my nan passed away and that was something that she always had so many crystals around. Um, it was just really, really important part of her life and my bond with her. We'd, we'd talk about that stuff. Um and kind of all things woo-woo, she was my go-to person for that. And she was the only person that I felt like I could really talk to 
about those woo-woo aspects. But the reason I wanted to speak to you about crystals is tied in with the belief part that I spoke about in part one is the whole beliefs create our outer world. I had been eyeing off a, for people who may or may not know, I'll describe it. So there is a um, crystal called Labradorite and it is usually very common sold in like a giant slab, like I suppose, the kind of the size of your hand. Um, And it usually kind of sits almost like a bookend piece that people cut and they polish, but they're like cut into it and it's got like reflective, shiny, peacock-like glimmer to it when it's cut into and then it's like shined down. And you basically hold it in different lights and different angles to the sunlight and it lights up like this beautiful like bluey, greeny, yellowy, purpley colours. And for the longest time I had been, I'd, I remember distinctly I was in Montreal traveling with, um, basically traveling with my parents and my husband and we went to a crystal shop because anytime there's a crystal shop, I need to go in and so does my mom. Um, we saw this big giant slab of Labradorite, like probably one and a half times your hand. And it just had the most beautiful colors. And I remember seeing the price tag on that and it was probably about $170, I'm guessing. Um, and thinking to myself, wow, that's amazing. I would love to have that, but I'll only get it when I'm successful. And I say that because I couldn't justify the price. And as you know, from previous episodes, I've been working on my money mindset, um, for shifting from everything is tight, contracted, restricted to being more open and flowing and abundant. I marked that Labradorite slab as something that I could only get when I'm successful in my business as an entrepreneur. And that was uh, 2019 because we went on like a family moon after our wedding. Um, So from 2019 onwards, I've been holding on to, no, I can only get this Labradorite slab when I'm successful. And that essentially became my, my beacon for when I make I don't know, $10,000 in a month or when I feel like I've had a successful launch, that's the only time that I would get that. It would be like my reward. So my belief in not doing that was that I wasn't successful. And I think that sat with me for quite some time and maybe even blocked me. And challenging that whole piece from that James Wedmore training as far as what if you gave yourself the thing that you were wanting before you were successful or before you reach that milestone. So you embody the entrepreneur who has just had the successful $30,000 launch or whatever that may be for you. You embody it and then the world and the energies and all that stuff are going to show up as that. And you know me, I like to get woo with this kind of stuff, but you have to embody it in order to see it. Whereas the general frame of mind is I need to see it before I can believe it, but it's actually backwards. So what I did is I went ahead and used my own little personal Venmo money to, I spent quite some time. I was like, I'm going to let myself purchase this Labradorite slab. I'm going to let myself do it and I'm going to use my money Then I'm not going to feel like I'm taking it away from anything. It's not that dollar hasn't been assigned for something else. 
this one's just assigned just for me. So I spent probably two to three weeks trying to decide on which piece of Labradorite um, off Etsy would be the one that I wanted and also justifying a little bit of the price too. I was doing my best to, because I, I gave myself the permission and for quite some, like for most of the time I was like, well, this is, I've released it. It's something that's now, ooh, sir, it's off my shoulder. It's something that I've given myself the permission to do and I'm willing to go ahead with it, but I couldn't choose which one. And I was beginning to think, well, maybe it's the permission piece that I needed. Maybe I don't need the physical thing. And I thought, no, you know what, Katie, you need to have it to be that physical representation of you are successful and then you become successful with that way, like giving yourself the permission. So I did it. I went ahead and I finally chose um, off Etsy this beautiful like slab of of Labradorite that is the manifestation, is a physical representation of I give myself permission to be successful. And it was incredibly hard to choose because with crystals, as I mentioned, you have to touch and feel them and get that thing. And all I could go off was a couple pictures and a little video on Etsy. But she's here. She's a she. She arrived today in the box. And with, I saw it, it was marked fragile. I was like, I'm so excited. I got the scissors, opened up this box and unwrapped her. And I was like, wow, this, oh, this embodies, this feels right. This feels like what I needed. And just having that now sit on my desk here, as I sit at my window at my desk with her off to the side, I will see her as I go ahead and do like, do regular tasks, come in, come out, pick her up, feel her, move around, like shine her in the light so she shimmers this beautiful like green and blue and a little bit of like a yellowy green um, in the light. So that's why crystals are important to that mindset piece. For me at least, maybe there's something that you might have that you wouldn't allow yourself to get until you feel like you're worthy of it. And I'm here to tell you and to give you that story to remind you that you are worthy now and embody the version of you that's worthy. That way you become it. You become it and you are. You see it on the inside and then it becomes on the outside. So I hope you enjoyed our two-part chat as to giving you an update as to where I am and things like that. I'm going to go and I will chat to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning. If you feel this resonated with you, please share on your social media and tag me at Katie Cordier and that's C-A-I-T-I-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R. And that will be in the show notes for the spelling. And I would also love to hear from you. It would be great for you to share a review. It helps others find the podcast. And if before you submit it, you take a screenshot of it, um, since it will go through the platform for reviewing, and send me an email over at startrisingpodcast, and that's all one word, at gmail.com. And in return to say thank you, I will send you a list of my favorite books and podcasts that I'm going through at the moment. And you know me, I absolutely love to learn. I'm always listening and things like that. Um, Yes, it would be fantastic to have your support. And that's it for now. And thank you. And I'll see you on the next episode.